Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 456. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And here we are, the first episode of the year 2023. And I want to start this year off with a bang, with a topic that I think could be really, really helpful. And I was thinking back about last year, about what I've learned, the biggest themes that keep coming up. And the one that I keep coming back to time and time again is the not so sexy, but so important topic of communication you know, how we talk to other people, how we listen to other people, and how if there's a block there, some tension there with how you communicate or how someone else, your partner, your friend, your business partner, your colleague, with how they communicate, well, that's where issues occur. And within that context, we arrive at the title of this episode, using communication styles and behaviors to possibly predict a breakup. And admittedly, that's a bit of a downer of a topic because who would want to predict something like that and like make light of it? We're not doing that. But this year, I could tell you what we're not doing specifically. We're not ignoring red flags any longer. We're not ignoring what our intuition tells us any longer. We're observing, we're listening, and we're doing what's best for us in light of certain behaviors that we can readily spot that are right in front of us. And within that context, I want to talk about something very specific. It's a topic studied thoroughly by a couples therapist named Dr. John Gottman, who outlined what he calls the four horsemen, the four behavior predictors of breakups that are rooted in how we communicate or how we react to other people's communication. And his research over the years, since basically the 1970s, has outlined four specific behavioral predictors that research has shown that patterns with these behaviors has 
been shown to result in a high likelihood of separation, aka a breakup. So it's probably a good idea to look at these. And they are criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. Basically, the four different ways that we can communicate with other people and they can communicate with us. But there's big red flags in each four of those. And so since the 70s, Dr. Gottman studied thousands and thousands of couples, and he basically tracked their interactions and how happy they reported they were in their relationship. And through this research and through his observation, he outlined which behaviors in a relationship made couples what he calls masters or what he calls disasters, masters or disasters. And basically he found that when couples resort to using criticism, defensiveness, contempt, or stonewalling in moments of conflict, of drama, of of communication, he found that over time they look less to each other to fulfill their connection needs and thus were more likely to have an unhappy relationship and trended more toward separating, breaking up. So let's talk about this, especially in light of the advice that I always give and that I always hold myself accountable to take, and that's the importance of voicing your needs and your feelings. Even recently, I did an episode about how voicing your needs either gets you what you want or it gets you what you need. And I think it's so important to be honest in any area of life. So then the opposite of that, the opposite of being honest, aka criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, or contempt, well, this needs to be evaluated. And I hope that you can look at this and better understand what you deserve in a relationship, platonic, romantic, anything in between, and you could be better equipped to spot the red flags here, specifically these four red flags that we're going to review both in yourself and in other people. And I think the headline here is that if left unaddressed, resentment, resentment of any kind, big or small, will lead to an unhealthy relationship and likely separation down the line. So we need to address the things that might eat at us. And you deserve someone who addresses the things that might eat at them. We need to hold each other accountable to voice these things and to not allow resentment of any kind to simmer beneath the surface. But let's get specific here. I read a lot of Gottman's writing for this episode, and you can find it all on Gottman.com. And I'll add here before I outline the four communication red flags that let's be practical. Let's realize that disagreements in relationships are normal and they're healthy. Someone who disagrees with you, someone who maybe criticizes you or challenges you, that doesn't make them bad or toxic. I think social media way overuses these terms toxic or, you know, narcissist or whatever. We're not going to do that anymore. We're not throwing around blanket terms anymore. The purpose of examining communication styles, using mindfulness to examine communication styles, is to learn and realize what is toxic and what is not. And it requires examination first and foremost. So let's look at the four types of unhealthy communication that are likely to increase the chances of separation in a relationship. The four red flags. First on the docket is criticism. Pretty straightforward. Criticism is when someone puts you down. It's when someone attacks your character specifically. It's when someone has issues with the relationship, with with something that's going on, but instead of specifying what, they turn to negative communication about you and who you are. A lot of the time it uses words, they'll use words like always or never, you always do this or you never do that. And criticism is a big red flag, of course, because it usually avoids the actual issue. 
which would be constructive. And instead, it's someone resorting to personal character attacks. And according to Gottman, it's different from like a complaint, which is normal. It's normal to complain and have constructive conversations around it. But it's different from that in that a complaint is specific to the issue at hand. The example he gives is a complaint would be, I was scared when you were running late and you didn't call me. I thought we had agreed that we would do that for each other. That is a complaint. Criticism, though, is you never think about how your behavior is affecting other people. I don't believe that you're forgetful. You're just selfish. You never think of other people. You never think of me. That's criticism, right? It's attacking the personal character instead of the issue at hand. And I'm going to recap the four different red flags here, and then we'll swoop in with some advice of how to address these behaviors. So bookmark these in your head. So that was criticism. Next up is contempt. Contempt is frankly just really mean communication. It's when someone turns to disrespect or mocking you or sarcasm or ridiculing you or calling you disrespectful names. And the, the target of contempt is could be you, and it's designed to make you feel worthless and beaten down. And contempt goes well beyond criticism, which we just reviewed, because while criticism attacks your, you know, your character, contempt is when someone assumes a position of moral superiority over you. They're trying to, right? And the idea here is that contempt is fueled by this simmering negative aura that someone has developed about you, potentially, resentment about you. And it comes to a head when they attack you from a position of superiority. And according to Gottman, in marriages specifically, contempt is the greatest predictor of divorce. So definitely something that we need to address here. And the example that Gottman gives is contempt might sound like, oh, you're tired? Cry me a river. You know, I've been with the kids all day, running around like mad to keep the house going. And all you do when you come home from work is flop down on that sofa like a child and play those stupid video games. I don't have time to deal with another kid. Could you be any more pathetic? Right? Or, of course, I walk into a filthy house after a long day. What else would I expect from someone like you? I should have known when I met your family how lazy you'd be. Oof. You could definitely see how toxic this communication style is, and it's contempt. So that's number two. Next up is defensiveness. Pretty self-explanatory here. Defensiveness is a communication style where it's basically deflection. It's a defense mechanism. It's usually a reaction to guilt or blame where someone feels unjustly accused, and as a result, they play the innocent victim. They resort to defensiveness in order to avoid taking responsibility for a potential mistake that they made. And the example that Gottman gives is someone asking the question, hey, did you call Betty and Ralph to let them know that we're not coming tonight as you promised you would this morning? And the defensive response would be, I was just too darn busy today. As a matter of fact, you know how busy I am. Why didn't you just do it? Right? That's defensiveness. Last up, number four is stonewalling. And this is basically just a refusal to communicate of any kind. It's refusal to communicate when an issue is brought up. Stonewalling is when someone withdraws from interaction. They shut down and they kind of simply just stop responding. Rather than addressing the issue with their partner, a stonewaller, they tune out, they act busy, they engage in other things, or they distract themselves as a way to just literally not communicate. And this behavior usually happens as a reaction to the other three, 
with the other three, you know, maybe building up and building up and building up, you know, it takes time for the that negativity to build up and then becomes overwhelming enough where someone starts to stonewall that becomes their out. And obviously, this is really bad when it becomes a habit. So those are the four behavior here behaviors that we're looking at four potential red flags four predictors according to Gottman that are a you know a big indicator that you know a separation is coming or needs to come or you know some variation of that hey real quick this show is sponsored by BetterHelp and you know if you're like me you're always wishing for more time in life right like I wish I had more time I wish I had more time to do blank I wish I wish I wish and as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities it begs the question what would we do with that time not just wishful I want more time but for what what would I do with that time what really matters to me what brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. So I read all this and it was really interesting stuff and considering it. And if you're human and you've ever dated someone, I'm sure you're familiar with at least some of these behaviors, some of these indicators, some of these communication styles. If you're honest with yourself, you've probably exhibited some of them at some point as well. We're human and we just don't respond well to drama in life. We don't. It's in our DNA. So what do we do with this insight that people, maybe you, maybe a partner, maybe a toxic partner, maybe you acting in a toxic way, have been using these communication styles? What do we do? Well, I think the first is observation. We can't fix, we can't improve, we can't communicate what we don't address. So the first thing I want to suggest here is looking, literally looking for these types of behaviors in a partner and in yourself. How is the communication in your relationship? Is it reflected in any of the styles I just mentioned? Is it all of them? Has it gotten to a point where it's so bad that you or they resort to stonewalling of some kind? That's the first question. We need to learn to observe first without feeling, frankly, without getting an emotional response involved. Because 
Frankly, I think the reason that we resort to robot mode, where we resort to criticism and contempt and defensiveness and stonewalling, is because we react before we observe. And it's also why we put up with these behaviors in a partner. We get emotional before we observe. When we allow ourselves to observe, though, that's when we can back up and realize the trigger, the trigger both in ourselves and a partner or a potential partner. So that's first, observe and then feel not the other way around. And then we could start applying mindfulness to each area, to each behavior that is threatening a relationship. So let's look at criticism. Criticism of a person's character, it's avoiding the issue at hand. So begs the question, what is the actual issue at hand? What is being noticed? How does it make one feel? And what is needed to address the issue? If you resort to criticizing, let's back up. What is the trigger? Is it a messy room? Is it some kind of inconsiderate act? Is it a lack of something that you need from your partner? Let's start there. We have to be specific and we have to be direct. You can't jump from one to three. First we observe, then we state what it is, right? We're not just reacting and we're not just feeling, we're observing. Avoid words like always or never and be specific about the issue at hand. And if you then, on the flip side, you're on the receiving end of this, you have to challenge your partner. Challenge them to do the same that we're talking about here. What is the trigger exactly? What are we talking about exactly? Use those words. What are we actually talking about? Cut through the crap. Cut through the character attacks. What are we actually talking about? What is the trigger? What is the specific issue that we're not talking about? That's a good question to start. In the case of contempt, right? We need to realize that contempt is basically what happens when there's a boiling over of simmering resentment. I opened up the episode saying that resentment is a big cause here. Resentment. It's when we haven't been communicating for so long that we've let some kind of resentment, upsetness, annoyance boil and boil and boil until it finally spills over the edge. So the answer to that, to the contempt, is the simplest, but it's the most difficult, which is continued communication. That's continued communication while you're feeling a certain kind of way. If you feel hurt or betrayed or shamed or ignored, whatever it is, we have to learn to communicate this in the moment rather than letting it simmer and simmer and simmer. We have to use our words. We have to use words like I feel or here's how I feel. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. According to Gottman, building a culture of appreciation is what he calls it, is really important to avoid contempt. It's kind of like words of affirmation, right? Reminding your partner of what you love about them noticing and appreciating the things that they do right and communicate right, building positive communication through, I don't know, positive reinforcement. And the flip side of this is being on the receiving end of contempt. I'll just say it here, you deserve someone who is willing to discuss how they feel in the moment and to not pack it in and pack it in and pack it in. You deserve someone who is willing to get uncomfortable and say, I feel this way. End of story there. I've done many episodes on that. Then there's defensiveness. The only countermeasure to defensiveness is responsibility, taking responsibility. You, they, both of you, right? If you find yourself getting defensive because you feel you know, unfairly criticized or you're asked something that you think is unfair, observe, then feel. Observe, then feel. Maybe you can say, hey, yes, this is on me and see how that sets you free. So you don't have to coexist. You don't have to exist in this bubble of defensiveness. Don't knee-jerk react to defensiveness. Validate what they say and observe it. Maybe it's valid. Maybe it's right. 
Maybe you do need to take responsibility for something. I think being able to take responsibility for a wrong is, of course, a hallmark of healthy communication. It's a healthy personality trait. So push yourself to be able to do that. And of course, the flip side, you deserve someone who can admit that they're wrong. If you notice a pattern of continued defensiveness in someone, never being able to validate how you feel, that's a problem. Listen to my episode on what it means to be understood that I did a while back to really understand this one. But for now, remember that you deserve someone who can admit when they're wrong. That is a quality that we all need to look for in a partner. If you do it, you deserve reciprocity. If you can admit when you're wrong, you need someone who can also admit when they're wrong, who doesn't go into defense mode automatically. So that's that. And lastly is stonewalling. The opposite of stonewalling, that's withdrawing and closing down instead of communicating, is what Gottman refers to as self-soothing. Self-soothing. Learn to step away with the intention, the intention of pulling it together and then coming back to communicate. There's of course nothing wrong ever with saying, hey, I hear what you're saying, but I need some time to compose myself. That's great. That's the definition of observe and then feel. It's fantastic. If you find yourself stonewalling and shutting down, Take some time, distance yourself from the conflict at hand, but it's important to have the intention to return and address it. That's the important antidote here, the intention to return with less emotion and more rationality. And you should expect the same of your partner, right? Let them take a minute, but then the willingness to come back and get uncomfortable and communicate is key. That is what to look for. So I just want to keep this simple. These are the four horsemen, as they're referred to. These are the four behaviors that predict, if left unaddressed, that separation is likely to follow. But the good thing here is, when we learn to approach these things from the perspective of mindfulness, that is observing first, feeling, and addressing, we can propel these negative behaviors into possibly positive ones. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of our human inclination to never do these things, right? I just don't think so. That's one not so optimistic angle that I take on life. But the positive angle is, of course, that we are so incredibly equipped to replace these behaviors with productive, positive behaviors, behaviors that we can control by observing first, observing, feeling, and then addressing in that order, not resorting to robot mode where we don't voice how we feel, not resorting to assuming that how someone treats us with criticism or contempt, for example, is normal. And it's something we deserve. No, it's shining a spotlight on this kind of behavior in ourselves and in others and analyzing why, recognizing the trigger, and then voicing it so it doesn't continue to happen, so it doesn't simmer, so it doesn't turn into resentment. So that's it. Under right here. I hope this gave you something to think about. Maybe you learned something. I definitely did. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. And if you have 30 seconds max. You can give the show a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. That would mean a lot to me. So thank you so much for that. But that's it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 